For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Yeah, I trust that. 
Amen. Amen. And amen. We're going to turn it over to our moder our, our opening, um, Sister Jax. Thank you. Welcome, everyone, to Refuge from the Storm Church. We thank you today for being with us the second Saturday of the month, which is February 13th. We thank our regular and returning listeners and members and any new friends who are listening. We say welcome. We are happy that you are able to get through the day and detour past anything that was standing in your way of being in our corporate worship today. Refuge from the Storm Church is a church of hope, encouragement, and purpose. And it was founded by our precious pastor, Reverend Dr. Millicent Black, just for you and me and TIs and targeted individuals all across the United States, Canada, and around the world. We pray that everything contained herein today will be a source of rejuvenation for your spirit as we come together and to give thanks to God for all he has done for us. At this time, I would like to introduce our worship service serving team. We ask God to bless us and encourage us in our humble participation in glorifying our Savior and Lord. Well, I am Jax Dominance and I'm on the call to worship today on the welcoming team, worship and welcoming team. And the recorded prelude to worship today is by Sister Helena Thompson, our music minister leader. Our Zoom manager and moderator is Brother Bob Pierce. Our invocation into scripture and prayer today is from Elder Carolyn Cunningham, and uh, our worship leader. And Elder Carolyn is going to open the service today performing a live song. Our altar prayer is from Sister Sharon Taylor. Our invitation to giving is from, is also by Elder Carolyn Cunningham. The preach word will be given by our amazing minister, Juanita Purdy. She will be sharing a word from the Lord, and we pray for her to come to us today and edify us with the word. Our invitation to discipleship, which is the response to the word, will be given by Minister Juanita Purdy. Afterwards, I will bring you the church announcement. Remarks and benediction will be brought to us by our pastor, Reverend Millicent Black. Prayer requests, which are after benediction and the recording is stopped, will also be concluded by Pastor Reverend Millicent Black. At this time, please mute your Zoom line, your cell phones, and your landlines to protect the integrity of the service. Now, as we ready our hearts and minds, Let's go higher, calling on the heavens, and worship together as we invite the Holy Spirit who is always with us. We ask you now, Father, to bless each home and each listener, and bless us all in the consumption of your word, and in our giving, and in our music, prayers, and participation. Holy Spirit, we ask that you take charge and let your presence be known. We pray that everything we offer today to the Lord will be glorified be blessed in your worship today. And now come, let us listen to an opening praise and worship song performed by Elder Carolyn Cunningham. 
Thank you, Sister Jax. I'll be singing There is a Bomb in Gilead. There is a bomb in Gilead to make the wounded whole. There is a bomb in Gilead to heal the sin-sick soul. Sometimes I feel discouraged and think my work's in vain. But then the Holy Spirit revives my soul again. There is a bomb in Gilead to make the wounded whole. There is a bomb in Gilead to heal the sin-sick soul. Don't ever feel discouraged for Jesus is your friend. And if you lack for knowledge, he'll not refuse to lend. There is a bomb in Gilead to make the wounded whole. There is a bomb in Gilead to heal the sin-sick soul. If you cannot preach like Peter, if you cannot pray like Paul, you can tell the love of Jesus and say he died for all. There is a bomb in Gilead to make the wounded whole. There is a bomb in Gilead to heal the sin-sick soul. Amen. The scripture selected today is taken from the second book of Timothy, chapter 3, verses 10 through 17. But you have carefully followed my doctrine, manner of life, purpose, faith, long-suffering, love, perseverance, persecutions, afflictions, which happened to me at Antioch, at Iconium, at Lystra. What persecutions I endured, and out of them all the Lord delivered me. Yes, and all who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. But evil men and evil women and impostors will grow worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. But you must continue in the things which you have learned and been assured of, knowing from whom you have learned them, and that from childhood you have known the Holy Scriptures, 
which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. Amen. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus, Holy Spirit, we praise and worship you as the Holy Trinity, the one and only true God. Thank you for this day, for it is a day that you have made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Thank you for your goodness, your grace, your mercy, and your abundance. Help us, Lord God, to receive your love, your peace, rest, wisdom, and strength, your protection, your provision, your healing and restoration, your forgiveness and reconciliation. Let us pray a prayer from St. Augustine for today. Oh God, give me strength to live another day. Let me not turn coward before its difficulties or prove recreant to its duties. Let me not lose faith in other people. Keep me sweet and sound of heart in spite of ingratitude, treachery, or meanness. Preserve me from minding little stings or giving them. Help me to keep my heart clean and to live so honestly and fearlessly that no outward failure can dishearten me or take away the joy of conscious integrity. Open wide the eyes of my soul that I may see good in all things. Grant me this day some new vision of thy truth. Inspire me with the spirit of joy and gladness and make me the cup of strength to suffering souls in the name of the strong deliverer, our only Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Now let us listen to a praise and worship song, which will be followed by the altar prayer. Today, it will be offered by Sister Sharon Taylor. Sister Cheryl, may I ask you to play this song? They keep spinning the circles. It's prelude. I'm trying to reboot and see if I can play the next song. If you could do this one for me and stop at about the three points, three point zero zero point area. It was over. When I thought I couldn't take another step, God came in right on time, and my declaration is He always provides. I should have died in 2020. It should have took my life. Sickness, depression, thoughts of suicide should have took my life. But my declaration is He always provides. It doesn't look like it right now. It looks like I'm going to be homeless. It looks like I'm not going to find a way to pay my rent. But my declaration will not change. I say, he always provides. You just declared right there in the chat. All caps, everybody together. Come on. Declared right there. Come on, say, he always provides. Over and over again. Over and over again. 
changed. It's a testimony to how many times you've come through for us. There's no way we can make it through. There's no way that we can recover the things we lost. There's no way we could have came back from it unless you provided. And we, we, we sing this song not just from a place of worship. Uh, we sing this from a place of our testimony. We realize how many things we went through, how many storms, the things that should have caused us to literally lose our minds. And we trusted you in the midst of the depression. Hallelujah. We trusted you in the midst of the low self-esteem. We trusted you in the midst of the bad breakup. We missed, we trusted you when they fired us from the job. We trusted you when they let us go after all the years we put in. We trusted you. And God, we're saying still, we're decreeing prophetically that God, if you've done it before, if you provided for us before, God, we know you can do it again. We got crazy faith. We, we know that you're not a man that you alive. You say it is so. We believe it is so. God, we, we speak in this room right now that you are not a man that you should lie. If you said that we're greater, then we shall be greater. If you said we shall be better, then we shall be better. If you said that we can grow from this and we can survive this, then God, we shall grow and we shall survive. Because you said it. Because you said it. We see it. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Father, in the name of Jesus, how we bless you, how we praise you, O oh God, how we magnify you. What an honor it is, God, to call you Father. Father, we thank you for the shed blood of Jesus. We thank you for the sacrifice of the Lamb of God, Father, so that we can gather together and call you Father by your Spirit. Father, we thank you for this opportunity to say yes to your word. We thank you, O oh God, for the opportunity to say yes to your spirit, O oh God. Yes to the things that you call us to do, and yes to the plans that you have for us, and yes to the healing power of Jesus, and yes to our deliverance. Thank you, O oh God, for giving us an opportunity to say yes. Father, we praise you, O oh God, that every step that we take, God, we welcome you to order our steps. And not only do we welcome you, we need you, O oh God. We need you to order our steps. We need you to direct our path. We need you for clarity. We need you for soundness. We need you to walk in divine health. And so, God, in the name of Jesus, we receive that divine health today through the shed blood of Jesus Christ. Lord, we honor you today. We honor you, O oh God, because you're for us. We honor you, O oh God, because you're more than the world against us. We honor you, O oh God, that you fight for us. We honor you, O oh God, that you've assigned angels to watch over us and keep us, O oh God. We honor you, O oh God, that you kept us during the hard times. We honor you, O oh God, that you raised us up from a ditch. We honor you, O oh God, that you lifted us above the troubles. We honor you, O oh God, that you put us in a mind to want to worship, a mind to want to pray, a mind to want to praise. We do not take the credit for any of this, O oh God, but we acknowledge this is your doing. And yes, it is marvelous in my eyes, O oh God. You have been more than enough. You have been more than faithful. You have been more than kind. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you for forgiveness of sin. Thank you, Lord God, for calling us your own. Thank you, Lord God, for holding us together. Thank you, Lord God, for keeping our hearts and minds 
We give you praise, oh God, and we give you glory. Father, we pray for all of those, oh God, that are gathered together today. God, you know every single need. God, I thank you, oh God, for every need being met. We pray, oh God, that everything that Christ has done, you would teach us how to receive it, oh God, how to walk in it, oh God, how to walk according to your spirit, how to live by your spirit, oh God. We don't know unless you lead us. We don't know the steps to take unless you guide us. And so, God, in the name of Jesus, we welcome you, oh God, to order our steps. We pray for each family gathered on this call. God, your word says, I will perfect that which concerns you. And so, God, in the name of Jesus, God, I receive and declare perfection in the lives of those on the call, on the lives of those, oh God, that are on the prayer list. Perfection, oh God, of all that concerns them, not based on what we see, but based on what your plans are. God, we believe in the thoughts and the plans that you have for us. Some may be heavy today. And God, in the name of Jesus, I pray that you would lift the spirits of those that are heavy, oh God. I pray that you would be a comforter. I pray, oh God, that you would be peace in the name of Jesus. And we come against that spirit of heaviness. Lift them up, oh God. Lift those, oh God, that are planning, oh God, and having to deal with things in their families and things, oh God, that they didn't expect to be going through right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, be a peace to them. Be a comforter to them. Let them know your supernatural presence is right there, that you will never leave, that you will never forsake. Even in the middle of our difficulties, thank you that you show yourself strong, oh God. Help us to stand, oh God, when we don't know what to do. Be our wisdom, oh God. Be our counselor, oh God. We open the door up to let you be that to us, oh God. Hallelujah. God, we thank you so much for your presence in our lives, God. And we pray for those, oh God, who haven't received you yet. God, we pray for those that haven't answered you yet. And I believe in the name of Jesus that as your word goes forth and as you speak, oh God, through those that will minister today, God, I thank you that somebody will hear you speak, that we all will hear you speak, oh God. You will speak to us. We will draw closer to you. You will speak to the one that haven't given their lives to you yet, and they will answer that call. They will respond to your love. They will respond to your goodness. They will respond to your kindness. And I receive that, and I believe that, oh God, because it is your good pleasure, oh God, that we all be saved. It is your good pleasure to give us the keys to the kingdom. And so, God, we loose that in the name of Jesus, that people are coming in the masses, oh God, giving their lives to you. So, Father, we praise you. We speak health over those, oh God, whose bodies are aching, whose bodies have been tortured, whose bodies have been afflicted. Father, we speak divine healing over their bodies, oh God, in the name of Jesus, and we speak clarity to our minds. Father, we praise you again. We give you all the honor, all the glory, and thank you that there is no one like you. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you, Sister Sharon, for your passionate petition to our Lord on our behalf. Now, to all worshipers on this call, this is your invitation to giving. Our church, Refuge from the Storm, provides refuge from targeting by tending to the spiritual needs of those of us who are targeted. 
we are similar to other organizations in the TI community in that we have financial needs to meet our goals. So please help us to continue ministering to all who are targeted. For those worshipers who are able, we'd like you to consider making a financial contribution. You can do it in any way you'd like and in any amount. We welcome one-time donations as well as weekly, monthly, quarterly, or annual contributions. For your additional information, the CARES Act, that is, the COVID stimulus bill, allows taxpayers who do not itemize to deduct $300 of donations to qualified nonprofits and churches for the 2020 tax year. It states that donors may not be aware of this, so we are informing you of it at this time. To make a contribution, you can go to our website, refugefromstormchurch.org, or you can contact Pastor Millicent by email at mgrace321 at gmail.com. Thank you so much. Now let us prepare our hearts to receive the preach word. It will be offered today by Minister Juanita Purdy. Let us listen to a recorded a recording to prepare our hearts. Let the 
bless the Lord. We are so excited to be here, brothers and sisters, family and the Lord. It's just an honor to be with you today. We bless the Lord for each and every one of you. We don't take it lightly. I tell you truly, 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 um, my heart is knitted to you as a brother or sister in Christ. And likewise, I hope we are just feeling the love of each other as we come together under the power of the Holy Ghost, the blood of Jesus, and the love of the Father. Amen, amen, amen. I just want to um, honor Pastor uh, Millicent for her willingness in her heart to allow me to be able to bring you a word from the Lord. I tell you, uh, I know I say this every time I speak, but I mean it because it comes from my heart. I just don't take this for granted. I don't take it lightly. Um, I just like to labor in, in the presence of the Lord and just listen to what he want me to say for you because he knows where you are. He knows where he wants you to be in him. And so I just pray that wherever those two places are, I stand as the uh, intercessor, the mediator to be able to give you the word for this season. So I just, um, I thank you for being here. I honor each of you and your presence, your time. I pray God's blessings, his peace, his joy, his love to just saturate you right now in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Pastor Millicent. And I just give all the glory and the praise and the honor to Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, who died for us that we can call each other brothers and sisters in the Lord. Amen. Amen. So, of course, um, I, I, I said the last time I spoke that I will be expanding and expounding on the rest of the message, which is the anointing powers of the Holy Ghost. And so today I am going to uh, finish up on what I started the last time I spoke to you. Hallelujah. So I shared uh, that the, 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 the scripture I'm coming from is Luke, the 11th chapter in the 13th verse, where Jesus said to uh, his disciples, after teaching them a more accurate way to pray, he said, now, if you then, 
being evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your father, my father, our father in heaven will give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? So as I was explaining, you have the Holy Spirit, but there are many dimensions of the Holy Spirit. And so we want to dive into those different anointing powers. Uh, we talked about the gifts of the Spirit, and we talked about um, the fruit of the Spirit. So all of those are different levels, but we want to dive into those anointing powers. So Heavenly Father, thank you for this opportunity as we are gathered together in Jesus' name. Thank you for being in the midst. Thank you, Father God, for you teaching us, you teaching us, you talking to us through your word and, and, and giving us revelation of your word, Father God, because we know that it's building us up to where you want us to be so that we can do great excerpts and great things for the kingdom. God, and so we ask you, we ask your anointing to fall on us right here, right now, open our spiritual ears so that we can hear what you're saying beyond just the words and open our spiritual eyes so that we can see beyond where our, our experiences and the things of life has taught us. Take us to that deeper realm of knowledge and understanding in you, God. So we ask these in Jesus, these things in Jesus' name, and we pray that you get the glory in all of this. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And so, um, of course, I explained that when Jesus was teaching them how to pray, um, and he gave them that statement that it was beyond the just the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, because we all, once you accept Christ, you, you receive the Holy Spirit. That's part of accepting Christ. He said that he was sent a comforter, and that comforter will lead us and guide us and tell us not to grieve the Holy Spirit. So we have to be very aware of the Holy Spirit in us um, as we go through our walk every day, uh, you know, day by day, because the Holy Spirit is our lead, our guide, our confidence. So I explained that it goes beyond uh, just the indwelling, which empowers us and with the fruit of the Spirit and the gifts of the Spirit. It extends to uh, the scripture that Paul gives us in 2 Timothy uh, 1 and 7, where he says that um, for God, for the spirit that God gives us does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and self-discipline. It is the same Holy Spirit, the same spirit. This is the same spirit, the same Holy Spirit that Jesus said I was going to send when I go away, said Jesus referenced the the power of that spirit in Isaiah, the 61 chapter, the first through the third verse. And that reads, the spirit of the sovereign Lord is on me because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. 
He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives. Freedom for the captives, no matter what situation people have been taken up to. That Holy Spirit is the power that gives us the authority to declare, to declare their freedom. And so we proclaim freedom for the captives, release the darkness for the prisoners, proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. That's the same Holy Spirit that's operating in us to give us that authority to proclaim God's favor. The day of vengeance of our God to comfort all who mourn, to provide for those who grieve in Zion and bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of joy instead of mourning, a garment of praise instead of the spirit of despair. They will be called the oaks of righteousness, a planting of the Lord for, listen, this is very important because we are those now, because Jesus is going back to be with the Father. So it's for us to display his splendor. It's for us to display his splendor. So we want to get to this, this deeper level where this, this anointing is just flowing out of us, not for us, but for the glory of God in the splendor of the kingdom. There is but one Holy Spirit, but like God, the Holy Spirit operates on multiple dimensions. So these powers are done by anointings and anointing means to dedicate, consecrate, sanctify, or bless. So he sanctify, or sanctify us with certain um, powers and certain authorities. Um, he uh, uh, bless us to operate in more gifts and deeper gifts and, and authorities. All of this come through the dimensions of the Holy Spirit operating in us. So that comes from us building our relationship with God through Jesus Christ. The last time I spoke, I spoke of, of the wind and the water. So just a brief recap. The wind, Ruah, is the breath of God. It is the same breath that comes when we are first born, then it comes again at the new birth, the new spiritual birth. We get that new, new life, life in the spirit. Well, it comes with the new birth. So this wind through the Holy Spirit has the power to revive, to quicken, to resurrect and resuscitate. It is God's life force. So being that we are sisters and brothers in Christ, I'm gonna share a, a childhood story to hopefully bring home or drive home this point, but I was born between two um, brothers. One was a year older, one was a year younger. And I was always competing with them. 
you know, in all honesty, <laughs> I was always beating them, okay? I was a very, I still am to a certain point, even though, thank God, I've kind of settled a little, little bit, but always co competitive, you know? And so, you know, being young, I was very competitive, you know, fierce. And I can tell y'all, <laughs> I, I can tell you I was fierce and fearless. So anytime they wanted to compete against me at anything, it's like, bring it on, okay? Let me show you what I'm working with here. And so, of course, um, you know, when you're young, you got all kinds of strength. And, you know, as you get older, i sorry to say, it seemed to just zap away with each year of aging. So um, I did all kinds of competing then. And one of my favorite was racing. I used to race them. I was a runner, so I just enjoyed, you know, the racing part. So I'm like, we're out one day. It was, it was dark. It was late. I mean, we were outside and it was night. And I had to be, I don't know, um, around eight-ish, nine-ish type age there. But um, so I'm beating them and, you know, just kind of rubbing it in. I'm looking back and just laughing and, you know, I laughing, mocking, you know, because you can't touch this, okay? That's, that was my mindset. You can't touch this. And they didn't, but I can tell you what did. <laughs> the fact that I was running and my dad and mom was driving up in the yard and I'm not paying attention and I'm running. I run right into that moving vehicle. Oh my goodness. Yeah. All I saw was the lights and then there was nothing else to see. I was out cold. I was out cold. And of course, um, all I know is my dad, well, I didn't know he was, you know, giving me mouth-to-mouth -mouth resuscitation. All I know is when I walked up, I woke up, he was there in front of me, and I saw, you know, all my family just crying and, 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 and praying and saying, don't let her die, don't let her die, don't let her die. <laughs> and so, you know, I thank God I'm here today to share that story with you because the breath of life was knocked out of me. It was literally knocked out of me. And I know that that was on a physical level, but see, spiritually, we can have the breath of our spiritual life. I mean, just kind of take us back. You know, things hit us and take us back where we don't like even the song was saying, I didn't know if I was going to make it. Okay, some people just, they're at that lowest point. But we know that God's power supersedes all power. And, you know, just like my father who resuscitated me, and I thank God for it, God will resuscitate us in situations. It doesn't even, I mean, there are so many areas where, you know, we've had the wind knocked from underneath us. So many situations. 
but let God's resuscitation power, the wind that is contained in the power of the Holy Ghost, let it resuscitate you. I tell you, uh, my family was crying out and I just can encourage you. I know that, you know what? They were bombarding heaven. Heaven couldn't do anything but move. <laughs> they was bombarding heaven. All I hear was all this crying. I'm like, oh my goodness. And then I went back to sleep and they took me to the hospital. I woke up and, you know, all was well. But um, I just want us to know that if our natural father and people on earth can resuscitate us in life, how much more? It's the power of the Holy Ghost to resuscitate things in our life, in our relationships or our conditions that uh, lost the, the breath, the strength, the power of the wind, resuscitate. That's contained. That's one of the anointing powers of the Holy Ghost. I want you to go back and read Ezekiel 37 where it talks about the, it's the valley of the dry bones. It says that when Ezekiel started to speak life over those bones, they started to rattle. The wind started to, the, uh, the breath of the Lord started to rattle those bones and they came together. They came together in such an impact that they became an army, a force to be reckoned with. That is the power that is contained in the Holy Spirit when we depend on him to resuscitate us. So I just want to um, encourage you, go back, read Ezekiel 37 to get more uh, information on that. Acts, the second chapter, also talk about how the wind came in when they, you know, um, that was when they were transformed. Um, in their spiritual walk, and then John, the 20th chapter. So I just ask you to go back and read those things. And then I spoke to you of water. And like, if you're dealing with dryness in your life, you know, we there are times when we're all dealing with dryness. If you look in and read the stories in the Bible, they most of the journey either went through a desert or some type of wilderness or, a, a dry place. And I can tell you in your walk, you are going to meet with these dry places. But Jesus says that he have streams of living water and that those streams of living water is both internally and externally. I, I said that in the last one, a river, of course, um, a river extends itself to the land. This is why you, you have all these little um, tributaries that branch off from that river and it waters extensions of the land. And so, you know, the power of the Holy Ghost will just, that living water will pour that living water in your dry place. God said, even in Isaiah, he was bringing, he was uh, making streams in the desert. So sometimes we are living in dry states where God is able to provide that water to us, regardless of the conditions around us. We don't need the right conditions at the right time in the right place. God is able to provide it no matter where you are, no matter what condition you're in. 
So I just want to encourage you. I, you know, I went back and I did, a, a, you know, and it's, um, I explained that in detail. So I just want us, you know, you want to go back and read, uh, listen to the last tape. It was January the second Saturday. I don't know what that Saturday was, but that's where you'll find it. And so water, we know, is one of the most important elements. I think uh, Pastor Millicent was uh, speaking on that the last time. Um, that life-giving water refreshes us, it fills us, it cleans us, it restores balance to our life, our health and strength. So ask for it. Ask for that refreshing. If, you, if there's a spiritual dryness there, ask for the refreshing. This is one of the things that we have to be ever so mindful. And I want to say this before I move on to fire. It says, um, you know, we, we want the overflow of God's anointing power operating in our life. But we have to be careful of the well of water that you're drinking from. See, there's a lot of information out there and that information we need to be careful because if we're putting it inside of us okay the dead sea is full of water guys but the dead sea water is poisonous so we have to be mindful about the water that we're drinking or the wells that we're drinking from we want the water that we drink from to be life given. We want it to nourish the body, not harm the body. We want it to nourish our souls and our mind state, not harm our souls and mind states. So we want to be every so careful and cautious about the water that we're drinking from. So, um, I encourage you to meditate on John the seventh chapter, John the fourth chapter, and Isaiah 44. John the seventh, John the fourth, and Isaiah 44. So now we come to the fire. You know, it's a necessary part of the light of, of life. And of course, fire has many uses: heating, lighting, protection, cooking, purifying. It, it also symbolizes God judgment. It symbolizes initiation, and it also symbolizes destruction. It, it represents passion. It represents energy and zeal. And so I have to tell you this, because in order to get a fire or even with light, you are going to have the same type of forces working at, at the atomic level where you are going to have, you know, um, like with light, you have these photons that are giving off charged particles. Well, the same is with the fire. You got these photons, these um, whatever you're using for that fire, it is supercharging those particles. It is causing them to glow. So when we're talking about fire, you can also talk about it as a light source because generally when you have fire, you have light. Generally, you know, if you're talking about, you know, looking at heat per se, even though you may not see 
the, the sparks of a fire, it still is the same thing. It's the hot um, uh, energy these, uh, at the atomic level that is giving off these, these um, sparks, these uh, electrons that are highly charged, okay? So as we are looking at that, I want us to keep that in mind because when we see energy, basically energy is when you have electrons that are moving at a high rate. That is what creates the energy in something. So whether it's light, it's because you have these photons moving at a higher rate that's causing this, you know, light, the, the filament to burn brightly. Or, you know, you have some kind of article that is, um, has been ignited and the, the material is actually uh, burning and those electrons are moving at a high rate. So what I'm trying to say is that all kind of, when you, when you talk about it at the basic level, you're almost talking about the same thing that's happening. One is, you know, maybe more physical, but I can tell you sometimes when you touch those, those light bulbs, okay, it lets you know that, yeah, there's some, there's some heat there, okay? So, but whenever we are referring to fire, it includes light, it includes heat, it includes energy, but it also includes passion and zeal. So I want to elaborate the difference between, because I said that um, light, the fire has purifying power, well, I already told you that the water has cleansing power. So I want to elaborate on the difference between cleansing power of water and purifying power of fire. So everything that is clean is not necessarily pure. In a, an example, you take something like, okay, I, I don't know. I think most of us like chicken and I don't know. We may have some health, you know, people in here who don't eat fried chicken, but I certainly do. And so <laughs> I'm just kind of talking from my own experience here. So even if you're baking the chicken or roasting the chicken, you buy the chicken out of the store, you know, it looks clean. It looks like, okay, nothing is wrong with this chicken. All I have to do is go home, rinse it off, even though they say you shouldn't rinse it off. This, this, these are the new rules that came down from the CDC that you're not supposed to rinse it off. You're supposed to cook it, and they have their own reasons for all that. But anyway, so um, I rinse it off just the same. And so, of course, um, when you rinse it off, the chicken looks good. However, most of us know that there are some internal things like microscopic organisms that you don't see that could be lurking on the surface or even internally in that chicken that if it is not cooked to the specific, the specific or specified temperature, it can cause some great harm some great danger. So 
the cooking of that chicken to get rid of all those impurities or those microscopic organisms that may be on it that you don't see, um, that is purifying it. Cleaning it is that external thing to make sure, okay, we got all the, you know, the gunk and all the other stuff off of it. All right, so it's good to go. But there still has to be a level of, you know, getting anything that's in there that can cause harm or, or, or bad situations like stomachache. You think about salmonella and, you know, chicken tends to have that kind of stuff quite a bit. Uh, it can cause illness or sickness or disease. And so that putting it under that heat is what makes sure that you don't have to deal with that thing those impurities that you don't see. So the difference between the cleansing power, which is external, those things we look at, hey, that's clean. But just like, you know, we, we don't know about COVID. It may look clean, it may look good, but you think about COVID, you know, you'll never know where you picked it up from because it's the things that you don't see. So the fire is there to purify those things that we don't see. And it's not necessarily, it's the purifying the things in us that we don't see, the things that's in our environment that we don't see, or uh, the things around us, you know, that we don't see. So the God, God's fire is to purify the things around you that you don't necessarily see, the things that's in you that you don't necessarily see. And sometimes we may see them, but we just don't want to deal with them. But God's fire is there to purify it. He says that um, he is a consuming fire. So um, we want to be very aware of that characteristic that is in God, but is also contained within the presence of the Holy Spirit. So he tells us in Ephesians 4.30, not to grieve the Holy Spirit by whom you are sealed for the day of redemption. The Bible tells us not to quench him, but you know what? We have to be, these are some of those situations that, you know, we have to be ever so mindful of that we are moving according to how the Holy Spirit wants us to move because you know the Holy Spirit has that purifying power. And so if we're in such a hurry that we're trying to get from under the anointing, we may not be purified, just like that chicken. If you don't cook that chicken to the right temperature, you may not get everything that is in there out of there, and it leads to sickness. It leads to uh, disease, illness. And so we can't be in a hurry to come from under the, the, the power of the Holy Spirit purifying power in us. 
and not only in us, but sometimes it's about your atmosphere that has to be purified because the devil will use situations around you. It may not be in you. It may be around you. But we want to stay in that place where the Holy Spirit can finish the job. And so it's so important that we don't quench the Holy Spirit. Let the Holy Spirit do what he needs to do so that whatever is lurking that we don't see is cleaned up, is purified, removed out of there. One of the things, if you go back and, and you look at, uh, um, you know, some of the various scripture, I like to uh, refer to, of course, they say um, when the Hebrew boys, now I can tell you I've yet to find it in scripture. Um, I'm like, okay, Lord, there may be something in the Hebrew words that were used that, you know, I'm not, I'm not really familiar with. Um, I've endeavored to like learn some of those words, but I'm like, Lord, I'm still trying to learn how to speak English correctly. So it's gonna take a little bit. <laughs> it's certainly gonna take your anointing to move me past it, to get into, you know, learning those Hebrew words. But in any case, you know, they said that, the, of course, we know that they had bound the Hebrew boys. But some of, you know, um, references say that the fire, when they, they turned the fire up seven times and they threw the Hebrew boys in there, that um, it, it, it didn't touch them, but it, it cinched those ropes that were on them. It totally burned off the yokes, the ropes, the, the ropes that were holding them. So that's why I'm saying sometimes it is not so much as your situation, but it's about situations that is keeping you in a, uh, a, a bound or a yoke place that God want to release for you or release you away from it. So uh, when he says that we are to honor the presence of the Holy Spirit, that has a seal to the day of redemption. It means that, hey, you know what? However long, God, I'm here. I'm here, like, pray, yes. I'm saying yes. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm saying yes. However, whatever you need from me, I'm saying yes to it. Because I know that you know so much more than I could ever know. So, and another thing is, and sometimes God want to build up that energy in us. Remember, the fire is sometimes it's about the energy. Okay, he says, I wish you were hot or cold, but because you're a little warm, I'm going to spill you out my mouth. So sometimes it's about building up the energy in us. I can tell you, we all know that life will... You know, I mean, just life itself, and let's, uh, I mean, we're just being honest here. Life itself will take a toll on you. And now you add couple that with targeting and persecution. Oh my goodness. All right. So that's, that's double, double trouble. 
So, you know, y'all speak double for your trouble, okay? <laughs> you speak, okay, God, my restore, my restoration, double for my trouble. Declare that. I think that's what that title says. In any case, um, so we want to stay at that place where God can build up the energy in us. So we can be that fire, that fire so that, you know, when we go out, <laughs> the world knows I stand for Jesus. I stand for Jesus. I'm all about Jesus. So um, there, you also had the fire that provided light and heat during the, the cold uh, desert night. Um, you'll find this, he, the fire also provided protection and guidance for them. And you'll find this in um, Exodus where they were in the wilderness and God provided that, that, uh, that pillar of fire for them. Um, and so it says in um, Exodus, the 13th chapter, the 21st verse, and the Lord went before them by day and a pillar of cloud and led them along the way and by night and a pillar of fire to give them light that they may travel by day or night. So no matter what the situation is, good times, bad times, you depend on the Lord to guide you, to protect you. He is, um, he is always there, ready to lead you in whatever situation it may be. So it be, you can see clearly, um, deserts can get very, very cold at night, very cold. And so, and they cool down quite quickly because there's nothing really to absorb the heat. So you got the heat that's just kind of there. And then once the heat is gone, I mean, the temperature drops quickly. And so providing that heat for them providing that source of heat, warmth in that, that cold place, it was, it, was, uh, it was critical. So the Holy Ghost is that God now. That, the Holy Ghost is that God. And no matter the conditions, the Holy Ghost has the same firepower that was leading the children of Israel. It's in you. I want to, um, Luke, the 13th chapter, I'm sorry, Luke, the, the, the uh, chapter three, 16 through 17. It says that John answered and said to them all, as for me, I baptize you with water. But one is coming who is mightier than I, and I am not fit to untie the thongs of his sandal. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand to thoroughly clear his threshing floor and to gather the wheat unto his barns and he will burn up the chaff and the unquenchable uh, with unquenchable fire. So 
you know, there are some things that need to be burned out of us. There are some things around us that need to be burnt out of our atmosphere. Let the Holy Ghost fire do it. And when you see those things, you Holy Ghost fire, just like the song says, let your fire burn in me. Let it burn in me. Let it burn around me. Let that fire do what it needs to do so that my atmosphere, both inside and outside, my environment, me, myself, can be purified for the glory of God. So the Holy Spirit, of course, we know is the presence of God as he indwells in the heart of all Christians. In the Old Testament, <clears throat> of course, the fire was, you know, associated with the tabernacle. So, of course, you have Elijah. I And I love this story. I just, sometimes I it just, thinking about it, sometimes it makes me want to do it. It makes me just want to call down fire. I mean, you want to sit, you want to sit in your your whatever um, called out fire, you know, it's in the Bible. I mean, <laughs> that's my excuse, right? But then I have to take you to um, uh, the New Testament where the, the the disciples said to Jesus, you want to call down, you want us to call down fire on those Samaritans? The Samaritans rejected Jesus. He was trying to preach to them and they rejected him. And John and James said, you want us to call down fire? From heaven, let's destroy them. I have to catch myself on those boys. Sometimes I'm just being honest. And sometimes you want to use that firepower. <laughs> it's like, okay, don't, don't push me now. But um, we see where Elijah did call down, and this is in um, huh, Second Kings. Second Kings, the first uh, chapter where Elijah called down fire from heaven. When he had told this, uh, the, and the story was that the king had sent to um, some gods to ask, was he going to recover? And God told uh, Elijah to stop his messengers and tell him, no, you're going to die on your sit bed. And so the messengers went to the king and said, yeah, you're going to die on your sit bed. And they said, who told you to tell me that? And they started describing because they didn't know who it was. And so the king said, oh, that's Elijah the Tishbite. Um, go, go get him. Send my uh, um, captain and 50 men and go get him. So they went to Elijah. Elijah said, if I'm not a man of God, if I be a man of God, let fire from heaven come and, 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 and consume you. And I tell you, it consumed them. So let me say this, because we are not fighting against flesh and blood. But the fire from heaven can consume situations and purify them, remove those harmful things that cause, that, that tries to affect us in a negative way. So, yeah, we ain't trying to burn up people, guys. <laughs> but we are burning out those that wickedness that tries to permeate our environment 
in our situations, the devil is a liar. And so when we fast forward <clears throat> where Jesus was telling them um, where the disciples said that Jesus, because the Samaritans had rejected their, their mission to you know, minister to them, um, Jesus kind of, he, he actually rebuked them. Like, you don't know what you're talking about. But they were ready to call the firepower down, okay? That fire is serious. I'm here to tell you. In the Old Testament, the fire was on the outside, but now we have the fire placed through the indwelling of the Holy Spirit in us. And so we want God's consuming firepower to light the way, like darkness. Okay, so what is darkness? Darkness, one thing of the one situation that pertains to darkness is spiritual blindness. Okay, so you look at the children of Israel, it said that it would be the fire by night. So it allowed, allowed them and empowered them to be able to see those dark areas that we don't have revelation per, uh, pertaining that pertains to it. When we don't understand situations. So I just want to encourage you. Ask God. Light the way, God. <laughs> Holy Ghost fire. Light the way. I don't want to walk around in the dark. If man can give me light, how much more light can the Holy Spirit give me? If, if man can light up cities, nations across the globe. We shouldn't be walking in darkness because the power of the Holy Ghost lights the way. And it's in, it, the indwelling is in us. So I want to encourage you with that. It doesn't matter. Stay in that presence so that the Holy Ghost can empower you and light the way. Purify you. Purify your environment. Sometimes we think that, you know, we, we do this because it's all about us and we just need a little bit. No. Do you not know you got an enemy? Well, I think you do. I think we all do. Sometimes we got to stay in that presence so that 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 breaking can happen. So I want to encourage us in that. Stay, let that fire, let the fire of the Holy Ghost, let it fall on us. Let it sear those things that keeps us hostage to this, the, the craziness of this world. And then, of course, the tongue, James 3 and 5 said, the tongue is a small member, yet it boasts of great things. How great a forest is set ablaze by such a small fire. Here, James tell us that the tongue is a fire because it ignite things and set them in motion. This is why we 
guard our tongues and employ our tongues to speak the word of God. Because you don't want to ignite more problems in your life. Because your tongue is going to ignite some things. And we have to be ever so mindful about what we are allowing it to ignite. Hebrews, the 12th chapter, the 28th and the 29th verse, therefore let us be grateful for receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken. Thus, let us offer to God acceptable worship with reverence and awe, for our God is a consuming fire. First Corinthians said that our works are going to be tried. So let our focus and effort be on the things that will not be purged by God's fire, but be refined as pure gold. You definitely want to be investing in things that are gonna last, things that's gonna be able to stand the test. And the fire of God is gonna test it. It's gonna test it. You don't want that stuff burnt up because it's chaff. If it burns, it's chaff because the wheat is going to be pulled, it's, it's going to be set aside. So if it's burning up, it's chaff. You don't want that. So make sure that what we're doing and what we're saying, especially what we're saying, we're igniting. We don't want to ignite problems. We want to ignite solutions. We want to ignite promises. We want to ignite victory. Amen. And so lastly, you have the oil. Now, of course, um, the oil is about appointments, ordination, and authority. That's one of the anointing powers of the Holy Spirit is the oil. It's about appointments, ordination, and authority. It moves us into revelation, relationship, and rulership. God already said, when you're faithful in a little bit, I'm going to give you rulership over many or much. So it is one of the powers that is both spiritual and natural in its existence, meaning the spiritual anointing it carries is contained in a physical presence. I think most of the, well, I know I keep oil. I keep anointing oil. And you know, um, before we, you know, well, now we'll be back in our classroom. I always take my, my anointing oil and I anoint my classroom uh, the first day of the week. When I go in there, it gets anointed. Everything in there gets anointed. Me too, before I even go in there, I know it myself. So that is the anointing oil is contained. It's a spiritual value, but it's contained in a physical presence. And so the anointing oil mediates between the spiritual world and the natural world. It consecrates us for the new life in Christ, 
We're set aside for service and for stewardship. We're set aside for service and stewardship. Guys, God's going to turn the inheritance of this world over to his people. We need to be ready to enter into that place of stewardship. And a part of what we're doing and gathering together is supposed to be preparing us for that time of stewardship. And so, of course, um, when the, the Bible tells us about the bread, the bread being symbolic of the word and the body of Jesus, because it says that Jesus, the word became flesh and dwelt among us. So um, when you're... Uh, referring to bread, you're talking about the body of Jesus, and the wine symbolizes the blood. However, the use of oil, okay, is a part of an ordained practice that has been in place since the time of Moses and is still in effect. So we, you, you, Jesus instituted the communion to remember his death. But that, that anointing of the oil has been in place since it was initiated at the time of Moses. And then Jesus continued and told us to keep it going. So it is a very important part of what we do as children of God. It, was the oil of the spirit that anointed Jesus as prophet, as priest, and as king. He was literally given oil at his birth where the three wise men came in and gave him gift. The, um, those gifts were anointing him as prophet, as priest, and as king. When he was born, um, he was given, I'm trying to think, myrrh is what was used, uh, at, uh, given as a gift to him. So part of those giving of those gifts was the symbolic anointing him even at his birth. So the prophet, the anointing him in the prophet state was spiritual authority. The prophet was the spiritual authority to speak the word of God. He was anointed as king for worldly dominion. And I'm going to explain that in a little bit. And then high priest for worship and the mediator between God and man. And then again, he was anointed with Nard prior to his death and resurrection. So some scriptures, Mark the sixth chapter, the 12th and 13th verse said, they went out and preached that man should repent and they were casting out many demons and were anointing with all many sick people and healing them. And then James 5, 14, is anyone among you sick? Then he called for the elders of the church and they are to pray over him, anointing him with all in the name of the Holy, uh, the Holy, in the name of the Lord. I'm sorry, in the name of the Lord. So what I was trying to say is 
we have to remember that the oil is the only of these anointings that has a physical that has a a physical presence. It has a spiritual anointing through the Holy Ghost, but has a spiritual presence. I mean, a physical presence as the mediator between man and God. And then, of course, Revelation 6, 6 says, uh, then I heard what sounded like a voice among the four living creatures saying two pounds of wheat for uh, day's wages, six pounds of barley for the day's wages. Do not damage the oil and the wine. So what that is saying is there comes a true testing of our faith. We separating the wheat from the tares where those who profess to be saved, there are many categories and levels of that group. Jesus said in Luke 12, um, he warned us about being Christian and word only. So uh, Revelation 6, 6 is going to come a time in uncovering that is going to literally a trying time to see if you understand your consecration and your authority as a true believer in Christ Jesus. The conversation, what we believe is gonna be put on display. The question is, will it hold up? These are our time of preparation and refinement concerning the things of God as Jesus have warned us and encouraged us in Luke 12, 11. And it says, when you are brought before synagogues, rulers, and authorities, do not worry about how you will defend yourselves or what you will say. For the Holy Spirit will teach you at that time what you should say. And so let me see if I can bring this together for you. Jesus told his disciples at the last Passover meal, in Luke, the 27th chapter, the 28th and 29th verse, he said, you are those who stood by me in my trials. And he says, I confer on you a kingdom just as my father conferred it on me, one on me. Now, remember, I said to you that Jesus was king. He has a, the heavenly dominion is already um, in place, but he's building the kingdom here on this earth or recovering it and, and really, but recovering it that was lost. So anointing with oil occurred in the Old and New Testament and many ancient practices and it still occurred today. It was expected for the children to take on the inheritance of the father in many ways. So as a Levite, the male children were already ordained from birth to walk in that calling. That's why Jesus was given the oil at his birth. Because he was ordained to walk in that calling as a priest and a prophet 
and a king. And those were the, the roles that were anointed. And so the issues with the Pharisees, except in Jesus, was that Jesus' natural lineage was that of a carpenter. But his spiritual lineage came from God, which was prophet, priest, and king. The Pharisees didn't realize that. And sometimes we don't either. <laughs> And they're like, we're just kind of going through the motions, but thank God for revelation and deliverance. So Jesus, as our great mediator and the master designer, okay, is integrating those prophet, priest, and king in us. So he came down to build his heavenly kingdom on earth. This is why we pray, let your will be done as it is in heaven. Let it be done on earth as it is in heaven. He is building the heavenly kingdom here in the earthly realm. So he set the blueprint. He had the blueprint when he came down, okay? Because it had already been set in heaven. But Jesus came with the blueprint of building this kingdom. And then he passed the tools on to us to continue what he started. So it went to the disciples and the disciples spread it and it, it continued to spread. And so now we're here at this this stage where we are the ones that have been passed, that have the tools passed on to us to continue to build this kingdom. We are to act in the lineage of Jesus Christ who is building the kingdom of God in this earth, earthly realm. So what we must understand, once the blueprint once the blueprint is set, there comes in the pro project manager. The project manager is that person who mediates the project from start to finish on so that the project can get completed. You have the master designer, okay? So now we have the mediator or the project manager. They have a very important job because they have to know the original blueprint of the project and what it should look like when it is completed. Listen to me, that job belongs to the Holy Spirit. Yet, we are constantly trying to manage jobs without truly consulting him on the blueprint. The Holy Spirit not only knows what needs to be done within a certain time frame, but the tools and the expertise that is necessary to get the job done. That is not just in us, but it is through us and it is for us. 
So I'm encouraging us that we don't want to rely too much on man and on the ways of the world and not enough on the power of God that is contained within our reach through the power of the Holy Spirit. We need to understand that we are not just helping to build the kingdom of God, but is also will determine our crowns, our rewards, and authority, authoritarian placement in the kingdom. Not only that, that, that's why I say I can't learn Hebrew. I'm still trying to learn how to talk English. But in addition, you are being yours, your family, and your future posterity ability to prevail and overcome the obstacles that will face this earth during a time of upheaval. So I want to encourage you, just extend, extend the time and allow the Holy Spirit to just come in and saturate us because he knows what we got to deal with. He knows what we're dealing with and he has the blueprint to take us through it. Amen. 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 Can Amen. you hear me, Milliston? Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, Minister Juanita, for your inspirational message today, illuminating the word of God for us. Now let's celebrate receiving that message with a praise and worship song. After that, Minister Juanita will return with the invitation to discipleship.
Hey, it's unmuted. Oh, it's muted. It's muted. It's muted. Yeah. Amen. Amen. He is here. He is here right now. He's here. And he is asking us, release it. Release it. Whatever burdens you may be having, release it to him. Now, he wants to carry that. Let the Holy Spirit, who's the project manager that knows the Father's blueprint for your life, let him guide you. Let him do the, the, the work, the planning, because he knows what needs to be done. He has all the resources. He has all the funding. He has whatever it's going to take to get you that fullness of life in Christ. So I want to encourage you that that comes through building that relationship, accepting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. That's the first step. The first step is releasing it, not trying to save your own life because we can't do it anyway, but releasing it to Jesus and let him save you. And so in order to do that, we have to confess our sins. He loves us. 
he wants to to give us that new life that that second chance that new start new direction whatever it is that you need jump start whatever it is but we want to release it we want to release it god wants to heal us let him heal us so those of us who are lonely brokenhearted or at the end of our rope let us just release it to it the first step is to admit that we can't save ourselves we have to be willing to repent lord we repent i repent i repent from all of my sins sins that are known sins that are unknown and believe that i believe that jesus christ died for me i encourage you to say that repeat that i believe that jesus christ died for me and he rose again and so i invite you jesus into my heart to be my lord and savior and just believe and once you accept him he sends the holy spirit to to start on the the blueprint so pray this prayer with me dear god i know i can't save myself so i thank you for saving me and i know i'm not where i need to be nor where i want to be i thank you for your forgiveness i believe and i know that jesus died on the cross to pay the price for my sins so thank you god for washing me clean from all sin all shame and all guilt come into my life be my lord and my savior and i ask this in jesus name amen <clears throat> if you prayed that prayer or if you're um have already given your life to christ and you're looking for a church home you have come to the right place i encourage you to unite with refuge from the storm church and allow the ministry here to feed you encourage you to strengthen you to teach you so that you will have that stronger walk with God through Christ Jesus. We encourage you to start reading the Bible. And if you email us at admin at refugefromthestormchurch.org, that's admin at refugefromthestormchurch.org, email us. Let us know you're interested in membership. You gave your life to Christ. And we will certainly um, give you information to help you with your journey. And we will pray with you, pray for you, and 
give you suggestions and devotions that will encourage you on your walk. Amen. Okay, announcement this week. Um, our early morning prayer is on Wednesday, Thursday, and Fridays, February 17th, 18th, and 19th at 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 6 a.m. Central Standard Time, and 4 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Our Wednesday evening chronological Bible study is continuing, continuing on Wednesday, February 17th at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. 6 p.m. Central Standard Time and 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on Zoom. Those of you who want to get a deeper understanding of when events occurred and happened in the Bible, you will be enriched in spirit to learn how it all came to be. The teachers are Pastor Millicent Black, Minister Juanita Purdy, and Sister Cheryl Harvey Miller. And we are very excited to continue in this study that will last through the end of the year. We are also are continuing with our next generation support group ministry, which is for all the generations Bible study on Thursday evenings on Zoom. The next class is on Thursday, February 18th at 8 p.m. Eastern time, 6 p.m. Central Standard Time and 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And after our worship service today, we will continue with uh, our social fellowship service that is hosted by Minister Juanita Purdy for approximately one hour. I encourage you to stay on Zoom and stay right where you are and don't press the red leave meeting buttons. Leave it alone, stay with us, and we want to meet you and greet you and get to know you. And more information can be found on the refugefromthestormchurch.org website. You can also send Pastor Millicent an email at m as in Millicent, grace321 at gmail.com if you want the Zoom link and call in information. And finally, I want to wish happy birthday to all of you who have birthdays from today, February 13th, and into the next week when we meet again on February 20th. That concludes our announcements for this week. Thank you, Sister Jack. I was muted so I wasn't able to announce the closing praise and worship song so I announce that now and it will be followed by our pastor Reverend Nelson Black who will offer final remarks and the benediction Can you play the praise and worship songs as Helena? Can you increase the volume, please? Cheryl, we can't hear you well. 
Amen. Amen. I apologize for the for the uh, the technical difficulty with the music this uh, latter part of the afternoon. Sometimes when it's dark outside, that affects the um, that affects the the sound of the music. So prayerfully, uh, those of you who desire to go back and listen to. The music from today, it should, I believe, be listed on the website sometime next week. So check that out or contact Sister. Well, yeah, just check that out. I, I give thanks and praise to God for each of you that are here today. Minister Juanita, thank you so much for, and gee, a great um, demonstration of the many ways that the Holy Spirit can show up in our lives as you took us through the word of God, pointing out places where the Holy Spirit is at work. I wanna thank each of you who took part in the service this afternoon. God bless you. You are much appreciated. We cannot do all that we do without any of you. And so thank you very much, Sister Cheryl. Thank you for stepping in for Sister Helena. And it's just a pleasure that we are all able to work together in the ways that God allows us to, to bring glory to his name and to bring encouragement and prayerfully strength to those who are struggling through this harassment situation. Sister Jackson has uh, given us the announcements for the next week and I pray that you'll find your way to some of or all of those services on next week, beginning with our Bible study, I mean, our, our prayer meeting next Wednesday morning. Now, right after uh, this call, after the recording ends, we will have prayer for those of you who desire it. Minister Juanita uh, carried on a wonderful prayer service before church started, but if there are any who did not get in on it and you have prayer concerns, feel free to stay around uh, after the benediction and the recording has stopped and we will make time to, to have prayer with you. If there are any of you who did pray the prayer of salvation with Minister Juanita or wants to become an associate or a full-time member of Refuge from the Storm Church, please don't hesitate to, to uh, write to us. My email address is m.black at refuge from the storm church at uh, .org. Or to our admin at refuge from the storm church.org address. And we will be happy to get in touch with you and to welcome you into our church body and then we'll be trying to find a place to uh, allow God's callings and gifts on your life to be put to work. Now we will have our benediction after which the recording will stop and Minister Juanita will be back to pray for those of you who desire prayer. And then I believe at seven or as soon as this prayer time is, is completed, we'll go into the fellowship night. 
So now we will pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I just pray blessings. First of all, upon Minister Juanita, God, I pray the covering of the blood of Jesus over her, over her life. God, thank you for the strong prayer warrior that she is and that you have brought her to serve with us, God, at Refuge from the Storm Church. Father, I just pray blessings over her family, God. I pray for their safety and protection, God. I pray for their prosperity in the name of Jesus. I pray, God, that you will continue to strengthen her, Lord God, in any area of weakness in her life. Continue, Father God, to be around her, Lord, like the wall around Jerusalem. Thank you, Father God, for blessing her in every area. Now, Lord, I pray blessings on my sisters and my brothers this evening, praying, God, that you will continuously go before us to make our rough road smooth and our crooked road straight. Thank you that you are also our Jehovah Nisi, the one that goes before us into battle. Father, I just take uh, Isaiah 54, 17 for all of us tonight, God, that no weapon formed against us shall prosper. And every tongue that rises against us in judgment, we shall prove to be in the wrong. God, your word says this is our heritage as your servant and our righteousness is of you. Now the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all now and forevermore in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.